This is In the Shadows Podcast. Lots of cigar talk, but if it's going on in the world, we'll be talking about that too. And by the way, the fellows don't shy away from controversial topics. Trust me. So grab that stick, kick back with your favorite drink, and let's do the thing. This is the In the Shadows Podcast. Now your hosts, Tony the Soy Sauce Assassin. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the In the Shadow podcast. I'm your host, Tony the Soy Sauce Assassin. And today we have Martin Amaya with us, and you will be a slightly different than our usual episode. This is actually a, I would say, a pseudo interview kind of thing. Um, and we're just going to share a little bit about our experience about being a YouTuber that reviews cigars. Now, Obviously, Martin has a very different experience in how to review cigars and actually getting sponsored. Me on the different spectrum. I'm the one that does it whatever, however, and never get sponsored. So I think we show a good uh, polarity of what is available, what people are doing, that kind of stuff. So today we're going to talk to Martin all about that. And hopefully you guys will enjoy such uh, information. So Martin, let's talk about your um, experience in recording YouTube video. Sure. So first of all, uh, first of all, I just want to say what's going on, everybody. Um, if you guys don't know me, I am Martina Maya, once famous. I used to have a YouTube channel and um, now I'm kind of just starting all over. So with my first channel, um, I, I did have sponsors. I did have a way of reviewing cigars but it was, it was kind of a, how would you say it? It was almost like I did it for fun. I wasn't really trying to get um, super popular. It was just a matter of recording a video, putting it out there, kind of creating a journal for myself of tasting notes, a video journal of tasting notes. And um, it, just, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And... Um, until YouTube started cracking down a little bit on cigar reviewers, but uh, it, it was fun, so um, decided to start a new one. And, and that's one of the things that pissed me off because uh, YouTube was cracking down, and all of a sudden they are not cracking down anymore. It's like they're like, "Oh, we change our mind. You know, we just want to get rid of some people and see what happens." And now we have competitions. Uh, we kind of let them go a little bit. So now we have seen a lot of new cigar reviewers coming back on YouTube or going on YouTube for the very first time and they're just doing whatever, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. our, our, our video gets marked 18 plus and sometimes it doesn't. And I think I think that will be another day of uh, uh, like a conversation because when we talked about this, like, okay, if you talk about some trigger words, it automatically become 18 plus. Right. And, and if you smoke a cigar, sometimes they would, sometimes they won't. It's very like, you know, it's like, okay, if you show any smoking at all, that make it 18 plus. So what about all those looting tunes and stuff like that? They have a lot of cigar smoking there. Yeah, that's true. So I'm trying to figure out what that balance is. But, you know, that will be another episode, I guess, talk about it. But so let's start, Martin. Let's start with the very beginning. I remember... Mm-hmm. 
one day you just say, like, you know, hey, I want to do a, a, a cigar channel. And, and, and then all of a sudden, I think you start using your cell phone. You didn't have a microphone or anything like that. You yeah. just use your cell phone. And they went to your like side of your house where the bricks are. <laughs> and just decided to start recording. And yeah. I, yeah. And I remember one of your first episodes was about that. Uh, the jar. The, the, the jar for the cigars. Don't yep. land the foot down. Yep. Yeah, that one. Basically the humidor. So with the one of the first videos I did that I decided, um, well, let me go back. So when I first started my YouTube channel, the first one that got uh, deleted, I created a channel because I was like, okay, there's got to be a different way. I, I was working in 95. I was like, there's got to be a way to make money online. So I'm going to start a YouTube channel. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to post a couple of videos here and just kind of figure out what I want to do from there. And then I posted an unboxing video and that got um, significantly more views than I had gotten before. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to carry on with this. I'm going to keep doing some sort of cigar thing. And um, and then um, I saw, I'd seen one of Tony's videos where he was, or actually we were talking about it on a live, I think, where he said, uh, you don't want to uh, lay your foot, uh, the foot of the cigar um, standing up because it'll crack the cigar. And I kind of went in, uh, talked about a little humidor where um, you lay your cigars sideways. Cause when you go into a cigar shop, you lay them sideways and that's the way they're supposed to be displayed. Cause if you hold it up on the foot, it's going to crack. So, um, but yeah, just fun little videos like that, informative. And then reviewing cigars is what my channel was all about. Yeah, I remember that part where we talk about acrylic, right? Because acrylic is hard. It doesn't have much of a gift. So what if you leave it for a significant time amount of, uh, amount of time period, the mm-hmm. foot will start to you know compress on itself. It actually damage the, the, the foot. Now, some people actually talked about rotating it to the side. And even that, it's not even. It's not even bad. Just think about you sleeping right. on a cylinder. As a human being, sleeping on a cylinder, it's not comfortable. So right. it's, it's the same idea. But... You took off from those videos really quickly, and eventually you did get enough views to I don't know was it monetized? Or, uh, it wasn't ever monetized. It was mainly just um, like I had Patreon, and then I had some uh, companies that reached out to me to try to do unboxings for them. Okay, so before we go to that, right? Before you say how much money you're making at that point. Let's talk about how much money you spent. <laughs> I think that's okay. that's the most important part, right? Because people, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are thinking about, oh, I want to do my own podcast. I want to do my own YouTube videos. I want to do gaming, streaming. A lot of people want to do that. And, and, and they think that because what they see online, they think those people make a lot of money. All right, True. and whatever appear is, you always see like TikTok videos, people with Lamborghini and all that stuff. Those are fake. Those are set up. They are this account stage. Yep. So let's talk about the realistic view about how to get this whole thing started, right? Because I remember for me, in order to get everything started, I had to buy a laptop, and that was like eight hundred bucks, and I had to buy a microphone, and I had I just used the old webcam, which was about fifty dollars. And that was how I got started. So, you know, roughly under $1,000 got started. Shittiest quality ever in the world, of course. <laughs> I didn't like, I didn't, because I was doing streaming more than like a video because I hate editing. So I wasn't, I for me, a camera alone or a phone wasn't enough, right? 
But for you, you are recording videos. But even though you already have a phone, you need other stuff. So let's talk about what you what other stuff did you need it. Sure. So um, after I recorded a couple videos, I noticed that my audio was not great at all. So I was like, man, I've got to find a way to make the audio sound better. And I've got to figure out how to sync it to my phone and all this other stuff. So I ended up just buying me a microphone, an external microphone, um, plugging, it, plugging it in to my uh, Samsung phone or Android phone, whatever it was at the time. And um, that was the big difference that I was looking for. So I noticed it, it was clearer. You couldn't hear a lot of static around me, um, but, and then after that, I had bought like phone stands and like little stuff here and there because it was a small channel. It was a hobby. I was smoking and reviewing cigars. The cigars were the most expensive product. So as little as I could spend to just make the video, that's what, I, that's what my goal was. How, so, okay. At that point, let's say just the first stage of improvement, how much money you kind of spent? Uh, to start off, it was probably about a hundred bucks okay. for just a microphone. All right. So a hundred bucks over the microphone as you progress, right? We all had to edit. Did you have to buy editing software? Oh yeah. I had to get editing software. Um, I was able to find an editing program on an app that I was paying about $5 a month, which wasn't that bad. Um, so for the most part, I, I just tried to keep it super simple. Um, I had a laptop. I could edit videos on the laptop, but I would have to get an, an additional program to edit it there. And I just kind of weighed out the options. I was like, look, I can do everything on my phone. Just why change it? Why do I have to go and make it difficult? And, and the, funniest, the funniest part is that you got the same laptops I did, but you just got a different mm -hmm. CPU. So literally we had the mm -hmm. same computer thinking about the same things. Like, hey, this could be used for, for this particular hobby and get that. And turns out you end up not using it because I remember your screen was broken for the longest time and you never got repaired. Yep. So you didn't bother with it. Now, right. for me, I ended up, you know, go with the, the PC path because laptop wasn't doing enough for me. There were so mm -hmm. much things needed. When you're live streaming, I think that's the thing is that every flaw is immediate, right? No sound is immediate. Video quality is bad, it's immediate. You know, uh, chat is not working. Everything was immediate. So you kind of have to... Mm -hmm fix all that stuff but post-processing like yours like you know recording a video is kind of different because if you screwed up if you if you and this it just happened out to all of us okay it's recording mm -hmm. entire video and then realize that the microphone wasn't on yes i hated that <laughs> there's nothing worse than you're like okay my microphone wasn't it was plugged in but it wasn't plugged all the way in so it recorded no audio through a microphone <laughs> Yeah, that that happens, and that's like, but for that, the worst case scenario, go get another cigar and then re-record it again, right? Right. But for yeah. live, everybody's like, everybody will screen the chat room. Mike, uh, Mike is not on. Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. The microphone's not on. It's like, what? No, hold on. Technical difficulty. Yeah. So, I personally, for me, we ended up using way more equipment. Right. I was having two different cameras, mm -hmm. two different microphones, two different mm -hmm. screens, just in case one fails. Just in case mm -hmm. one fails, and and that starts to add up. But for you, your main tool is really your phone. So whenever you upgraded your phone, technically you 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 upgraded your equipment. Right, I upgraded my camera, and those those phones aren't cheap, man. They're about a grand. So, yeah. 
Okay, so you know it's a continuation of costs, and you know, obviously you use whatever tool that was available to you, and this took a lot of time, right? Yeah, it did. So it was taking me about. So I didn't already have I had I did not have enough time already to have a YouTube channel. So when I started, I literally had to review in my car during my lunch break at work because that was the only time that I could record a video. And then I had to edit the video. I'm like, okay, well, where am I going to find time to do this? So I would either stay up late editing video or on the days that I wasn't recording a video, I would edit the video on my lunch break. It's just trying to balance time and family life and all this other stuff. And I finally got to a point where I was like a month or two ahead in videos. And think, picture this, I was posting three videos a week. Three videos a week takes a lot of time from start to finish. And then I was able to get to about a month or two ahead of myself with these videos. So I had a little bit of time to relax. But even just starting, oh my God, it was hell. <laughs> so that would mean that you had to record every day, literally every day, because you're doing much. three a week. You had to record every day so that you have three to spare for next week, right? For the next week yeah. ahead, because you got to release for this week, you need three. Next week, you need another three. three, and you only get one day to edit, really. Yeah. That's a so lot of work. It was about, it was about four, four cigars I was reviewing a week, and the one extra just went into the bucket for a following episode. Mm -hmm. So record three, edit them, boom, I'm done. Okay, let's see how much more I can get. I'll do one more, just throw it in the back of the bucket. So so let's put that in perspective, okay, for those people who are listening. You got to work six or seven days a week. You mm -hmm. got one cigar is roughly about one and a half hours, okay? Right. And then or editing more. is about one and a half hours, <laughs> if not more, because for those people who didn't think so, you had to listen to yourself many, many, many times and watch that many, many, many times just to make sure that everything's okay. Even when you perfected it, you start to put them together. It takes a little time, but when you render that video, it's another 40 minute, 30 minute. okay? Mm -hmm. So let's just say every single day, three hours at a time, okay? So one week, uh, 21 hours. You worked on this thing. Okay. Yeah. Now let's come to the big secret. You got sponsors. You got uh, uh, various um, donations. Yep. Put it together, right? Put it together on average one month. How much money does it come in? <laughs> Not nearly as much as I was spending on cigars or whatever. I mean, it was, it was, it was not. It was not supplementing my income for my daily daily life job. Right. So so just give me an average, right? A number. Roughly, plus minus, get a whole number. Doesn't have to be a exact. Whole number that for, I was making per a month. Per month. Yeah. Per month. Per month. Um it was between when so towards the end, I'll say this. Towards the end, I know I was making about $500 extra a month. Okay, $500 extra a month. So let's put this in perspective, right? $500 a month, you work basically another full-time job, right? Because 20, mm -hmm. 20 hours a week and then four weeks. So you have you have 80 hours a month. 
Yep. And you make five hundred dollar. That's roughly being paid. Um, <laughs> roughly, roughly, what eleven or twelve dollar an hour for eighty hours? I think. I, yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be less than that. You know what? Because it's five hundred. It's only five hundred bucks. With, let me say, okay, well, so month, I was putting right? in so, about, yeah, divided by, um, let's say that's eighty-two hours. That's six dollar an hour. Yeah, six dollar an hour, and that's 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 roughly saying is eighty-two. But if we go down a little mm-hmm. bit on the conservative side, per month, if you let's say seventy-five, yeah, it's still about six dollars. So you're working a job for six dollar an hour, really is not a lot of money. So, so but those people think that oh, <laughs> you gotta be able to do a reviewer, you gotta receive a lot of sponsorship, this and that. You ended up with a job for six dollar an hour, it's below minimum wage. Yes, below minimum wage, and people are thinking oh, you gotta YouTuber makes a lot of money. No, YouTuber does not make a lot of money. If they make a lot of money, they wouldn't have to keep going. Just think of this way, right? The the the, the what the wealthiest two will be PewDiePie and uh, Mr. Beast. Yep. PewDiePie cannot stop. He still keep going. Yeah. Still Mr. Going Beast, Mr. Day. Beast, is still keep going. He's going into doing shorts too now. So if you think that they are making millions and billions of dollars, uh, think again. <laughs> Think again. They're working like a dog. I mean, yeah, the I think one of the biggest things with those guys is they have products. They have products in stores that are making them money, on top of their YouTube um, commissions or whatever they get. Well, they have a big production, right? And that big production was expected to um, make that big return. Not necessarily mm-hmm. from the YouTube counts because a million a million click is like a hundred bucks, not even something like that. Not it's not a lot. Million click is not a lot of money. So no, it's not. so you know they're not counting on that. They're counting on the other sponsor product placements, mentionings, um, advertisers to be on their show or to be on their clips for that to work. He just happened to charge a lot of money because if you talk, if you, you know, he's got. Million billions of people looking at it, he's got to have mm-hmm. that view. And if you charge by the view, yeah, he's got that value, but not right. from YouTube, not from YouTube, right? So if we think about this directly, as a cigar reviewer, YouTube does not let you to have your channel monetized. So that part of it is gone, right? That part of it is not there. Right. You're not making any of anything for that. Uh, for sponsorship, keep in mind. There's two types of sponsorship. One is they'll give you something to give away or give you something to review one type of sponsorship. You you got product for free, right? The other one right. is if somebody clicking your links, they buy some cigars, you get a small cut. Right. And I want to, people to know this, okay? You get a small cut. Means that you may get a few percentage and we are talking about each cigar is like penny to a dollar. Right, maybe, maybe you know, if you buy a cigar, like okay, let's say you buy a cigar for five dollars, right, and you get twenty percent. That's like a dollar. If you get ten percent, yep, that's like fifty cents, guys. <laughs> it's not a lot of money in there. So, 
what uh, the point I try to make is really that that doesn't bring, make a lot of money. Not that not that Mati doesn't enjoy doing this, or I don't enjoy this. True. Is if you're thinking that people are in this for the money, based on the content, you can really tell whether or not this is. If somebody's pushing the product a lot, their life their 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 life or their is depend on that product, right? If somebody comes out and talk about Jewish Day all day long, it's because they only make money if you buy Jewish Day. Okay, exactly. And, and you know, and, and if you see that trend, that's what you gotta get. You got you have your favorite. You might have a favorite reviewer that talks a lot about certain brands. Is because they get paid from those brands, and, and you know that's one of the problem. And what I think is, um, Martin is in a good spot because. Martin's one of those reviewers that I know that talk more shit about cigars he didn't like than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right? It's like everybody sent him cigars to review and he's like, yeah, that, that that's the shit. That, I taste crayon. Mm, you know? Crayon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it tastes about weird things. And then, you know, you actually got yourself in a dilemma where, you know, manufacturer won't send you cigar anymore because you, you talk true. shit about it right you talk shit about it you're like yeah, i don't i don't like this cigar so that's horrible and they will never send you a cigar again which is fine mm-hmm. right but you know it, the cost of being a youtuber and cigar reviewers there's not many that does not live off that sponsorship or live off a as some sort of a connection that makes them money right so true you know i know i know eric he's just doing it because it's fun and he's a lonely guy, you know. You know, he's he's a very sad guy, very <laughs> lonely, lonely, lonely. lonely. Yeah, and he, lonely. right. And I'm the same way. I, 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 you know, I just doing it for fun because the brands that we like will never sponsor anyone. Right. right? Exactly. That Opus X is never gonna sponsor anybody. They don't need to. Patron mm. is never gonna sponsor anybody. They don't need to. David Alpha never gonna sponsor anybody because they don't need to. And we we happen to be the cigar smoker of those brands that we like. And the rest of them, oh, yeah. we actually talk a lot of shit about them. I don't think they would be ever, ever have a chance to sponsor us. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that that's a problem, right? But for Martin, you actually, did you got, did you reach out or did somebody reach out to you when it comes to sponsor? So when it, okay, so in the beginning, um, after I had, I think it was a thousand subscribers, I reached out to companies and I was like, hey, I've got a cigar review channel, uh, an upcoming channel. Um, interested in your if you were in I was wondering if you're interested to send me some cigars and uh, for review um, and some of them did and then I had companies after that and I, I started reviewing some of the new stuff and doing unboxings that is when companies started reaching out to me saying hey we would like you to re, uh, to review this new humidor that we have and I'm like okay here it is this is what I've been waiting for so I've, I was able to get a pretty good amount of humidors and um i had companies for um cigar unboxings um cigar of the month clubs so i did that and was able to get with two companies that um uh, every month they would send me cigars i would uh, basically promote their company um talk about the cigars in there and then just tell them where to get it come to find out because I don't like to read and I don't like to read the policies and procedures and all that. That was against YouTube policies. I can't tell uh, the consumer or the viewer where to get it. And then um, that just it started to become a problem to where I uh, started getting some strikes. And that's where that all started going. Yep. Now, that, that, it, that's the part where I talk about 
where YouTube is cracking down, but yet crack, not cracked down. Because recently, I've seen people tell you exactly what you buy, fake Cubans, and mm-hmm. literally name the website, and like name like top ten websites or something like that, and they are、right. all bad, but they are not being catched, they are not being banned, they are not being like flagged for it. The video is still there. I looked at it. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so bad!" And I know they're paid. I know either way they're paid, and because、mm-hmm. nobody will go advertise those websites for any reason. Because, oh, by the way, guys, regardless what people say, if you do buy from those websites, you're committing a crime. Okay, you're importing an imp- embargo product. So, regardless what whatever it is, oh, just cigar, cool down, whatever, you're committing a crime. So, <laughs> just saying, you're not allowed to ship. You know Cuban cigars because they're being embargoed. But if you go out there and buy some and bring it back, that's a different story. That's legal. So that's yeah, that's fine. So,、um, yeah. in terms of in in terms of you being sponsored, you you know you start to collecting uh, uh, some sort of、uh, monetary money or、uh, products, right? Let's be very、right. honest here. How much do you think you bias towards the product because they are sponsored? You just give me a percentage, like maybe maybe one to ten. Ten being them, I'm I, I have to say they're good, and one being like, you know, they're just junk anyway. I would just tell people they're junk. So, where do you think you、okay. are once you receive those products? So percentage between one and a hundred percent. Ten, one to ten. One and ten percent. Okay. No, one, one to、um, ten, ten being the most, right? So same thing as if you know. Okay, so one of the things that I did with my unboxings and my sponsorships, I basically looked at the company, looked at what they were sending, and if it was something that I felt I was going to be saying positive things about, but they were not that great of a company, then. I feel like I would have kind of been lying to my viewers. So, it—I mean, there was a little bit of bias because they were paying me, but it was more along the lines as I like what they're doing. I like the stuff they're sending me. So I'm not saying it just because they're paying me. Like I'm saying it's good stuff because I like what they're sending me. It's a lot of the good stuff that I've been looking for or new stuff. But there were there were times where I'm like, okay, this package is shit. <laughs> But I couldn't say that because I was getting paid from them. So、um, percentage wise, somewhere between、um, I don't know, it was maybe a four out of ten bias. Four out of ten bias. Okay, all right. Four、so, out of ten. So here's the thing: like,、um, if you like what they send you, right, you tend to hype it up a little、mm-hmm. bit more. Whereas if、right. you don't like the stuff they send you or don't like who they are, you just play it down to record a really quick one, something like that. Yes, usually I would just show the product, not give my personal opinion. Or if I did give a personal opinion, there was one time I think I did a review and I was like, "Here's a cigar," and I threw it over my shoulder <laughs> and kept going. <laughs> But、um, like I tried not to give like my personal opinion and just not say anything bad about. What I was looking at, or what I was unboxing, and if I did, I just kind of made a joke out of it, like just get rid of it right away.、Um, because my viewers know, my viewers know that I don't like specific things or specific cigars or specific companies, and 
that was my little hint to them. Like, oh, that's that's shit. Let's just throw it over my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, okay, in in that perspective, right? Uh, you, this is the part where it's kind of different for us versus consumers, right? Because we're not just consumers; we're more involved than average consumers. So when it comes to like me watching these reviews by some people, I get cringed. I I really cringe sometimes. Like, dude, you are pushing it so hard that this thing is gonna come through your ass out of your mouth, kind of thing. You know, like <laughs> I, I, I was like, you try mm-hmm. too hard. Like you know, as if nobody knows you try to push this item, right? Because I do review too. I can't say I didn't do review too, right? I do review, but I don't tell people whether or not. They should go buy it. I tell people how much you think I think it's worth to me, how much I will buy it. Yeah, and I think from that they can kind of see, oh, you know, if he will spend twenty dollar on it, what I spend twenty dollar on it, rather than you should go buy it because I'm telling you to buy it because somebody out behind me is giving me twenty dollars to tell you to buy spend that twenty dollars. <laughs> right, right. So <laughs> I, I think that's the, that's the difference, right? But for a lot of reviewers. You can tell they push hard, like they will smoke yeah, the same yeah. cigar in the past, like five videos in a row, and go, "You need to buy this. This is the best cigar I ever had." I mean, we, I've heard, <laughs> I heard those、uh, the zero cigars. You know, the guy says, "This is my daily go-to、yeah. cigar," even though he just、mm-hmm. released it. It's like, how do you have daily go-to release cig-、yep. cigar if it's just released? You can't have this、yep. daily if you just released it. You know, and obviously, I, I'm, we're not gonna go into too much, too deep of a detail, like what kind of cigar he's selling and everything. You know, it, it will yeah, be. We'll it is off the podcast. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. <laughs> that the te- technically he could have that as a daily cigar. You know, because yeah, they're do- they're I mean, like a dollar. <laughs> they're like、yeah. a dollar. So yeah, they could. Yeah. So, but yeah, like it, it's really weird to be a I think a YouTuber and see. How this industry works from the back, compared to you try to explain that to a a, a someone that's listening, right? Our listeners,、mm-hmm. uh, it's like this is you know behind the scenes actually a lot more corrupt and dirty than you think. Yeah, yeah, but like the, at the same time, the YouTubers are working like a dog because we don't get paid. Well, well, yeah, yeah. They, some some do get paid, but majority of people who started the channel thinking that they're gonna make it big, you gotta work every single day. Number one, number two,、um, you, you will realize that even if you do get popular, the pay is not worth your time. You can probably get paid more working the Starbucks、yeah. for a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah. What, I think、um, I think when it came down to like. When you talk about people really pushing something that they did that they didn't, you could tell was being fake. That's one of the things. Like I did not want to do that, and I wanted to make sure that my viewers knew that if I didn't like a cigar, I I would talk shit about it. And there were many times that that happened because I didn't want to come off to when I did push a product, people were like, "Oh, well, he's just being paid. It's being fake. He's being fake. He doesn't like the cigars. He doesn't like the packaging or the the cigars, whatever whatever they're sending me." So it was more of a me trying to build my reputation as if I'm going to talk shit, I'm going to I'm going to tell you why I'm talking shit about it, and then go on from there. But if 
I actually liked the company or liked their cigars. I'm going to tell you the truth. And then that was just building that whole trust with my viewers. Well, have you ever rejected one? Like, if they send you a product, you're like, I'm not reviewing this shit. Um, I don't think that ever happened because usually I would. Mm, I've always I always accepted packages, but I've never. I never did a review because somebody was okay. Let me say this: so I had somebody send me a package, and um, they didn't reach out to me. They just mailed it to me. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I did. I unboxed it, and I was like, I'm not going to open this up. I'm not going to do a video on this, even though you send me a cigar of the month club. It's your new club, whatever. And then I get a week late. I get an email a week later. Hey, just want to let you know we sent you a box. How'd you like it? Hope you could do a uh, unboxing. I'm like, uh, no, that's not how it works. Um, I get paid for my unboxings, and um, yeah, I'm not just gonna do this just for you, just for fun. Did they respond? Uh, no, they didn't respond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit! Can you send it mm-hmm. back? <laughs> nope. Thanks for the product. Actually, technically, legally, you're supposed to send that back. Because mm-hmm. well, you know they send the product to you, but you can say I never received it. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but true. did you end up smoking it though? Um, what did this thing you ended? Yeah, Do you remember? Like a, it was the cigar of the month club. Which is what was cigar? What was cigar? I don't remember what they were. Um, it was a bunch of common cigars, stuff that you normally find in a humidor. Yeah, so like that's the thing, right? How do you review a cigar of the month? If they're sending you cigars, that has nothing to do with the company, right? The company just basically puts cigars together, send it to you, right? But when you review it, you're you're not really when you review it, you're not really saying that hey, this company released good cigars. It's just this right. company put together twenty dollars. Yeah, oh, yeah, they just sent me a box of cigars. Right, it, it, there's not much to say other than hey, um, you know they have good selection, but you can't really promise that because their selections change from time to time every every single month, right? Right. So you know it might be good this month, next month might be total shit. Mm-hmm. So there's there's nothing to you can re- uh, technically I believe that when I look online and somebody's talking about uh, monthly cigar club or something like that, I was like, okay, I understand you're t- telling me that this month is this stuff is nice. But you cannot promise me that next month is gonna be good stuff because if it's not good stuff, who's paying me back? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so, so mm-hmm. that's always the problem. When you do a cigar review, you're already talking about one specific cigar, so that you can pin something to it. But when you review a product, that like you know, some, like a lot of people do uh, this particular advertisers like the box suit the, the food boxes monthly of the monthly food boxes oh yeah i've seen that mm-hmm. i see like everywhere yeah i've seen it everywhere i was like you can tell me that what you receive with this initial box is this okay i can send it and you show me this what 50 dollars or whatever that amount is but next month there's no way you can tell me that i'm gonna get my money worth yeah. because my wife i hated this food I can't even tell you what I'm allergic to. What if I just absolutely hate rice crackers? And then and I'm having, you know, the whole box. Today's theme is rice crackers. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, I just got a bunch of shit I don't ever gonna eat. Yeah, and 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 that's the, the same way I feel for for monthly club. I mean, for brand new people, if you never have ninety nine percent of the all cigars out there, great, go try that. You're gonna receive three cigars you never smoked before every single month until you reach that True. I don't know fifty percent tile, right? Because if you start mm-hmm. smoking, if you start your flipping through magazines, and you find that half the cigar on the advertisement you've smoked. You're at that point where you should not join a cigar club, a, a, a cigar exactly. monthly club, because mm-hmm. you already know why you like to smoke half the time, and you already smoke half the stuff that's out there worthy of mentioning, right? Mm-hmm. And the rest is word of the mouth. You go to other people who are experienced in smoking and says, "Have you tried this? Have you tried that?" Well, they will tell you how they like you know they like, and that's the time where you really should change from cigar club of the month. To watching legit cigar reviews, right? Because that's when you exchange notes, right? That's when you go, "I'm smoking this. He's smoking the same thing. Are we at the same ballpark?" Yeah, right. You try to find somebody that is in the same, like, has a very similar palate to yours, to where you can trust and be like, "Okay, well, he smokes this cigar. I like it too," or "I've never had that cigar, but he liked it. We have a very similar palate, so I think I'll try that too." Right. So, so Martin, when you do a review, what are your approaches? Like, what kind of message do you try to get to your viewers when it comes to cigar reviewing? Um, basically, just review, um, give my notes on it, presentation, um, cost of the cigar. I never rate it. I never... I mean, I, I've told my, my viewers that it's either a good cigar or it's a shit cigar, but I always try to tell them I didn't like it. But you might smoke it anyway. Tell me what you think. Okay. That's uh I think I was we very all liberal get... with my reviews. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like and a lot of people don't don't put a score on it because um, that's the best mm-hmm. way to not offend anybody. <laughs> True. Right? Yeah. So if I don't put a score on it, I'm not offending anybody. I think if anything, score is less offend- offending to people. Than me giving a price because some people's like you lowball my cigars, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? I'm like, this is like a six dollar bundle when you bought it for sixty. You know, like, right. well, I can't help it. It tastes like six dollar bundle. You know, you know, all cigars yep. are six dollar bundle until you put a decoration on it. Yeah, right. So it's yep. it's like that 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 I guess that hurts because when you say this is a five out of ten, it. It's it's a smokable cigar. It's mediocre, but it's still telling mm-hmm. them that is worth that money, right? You right. gotta get five point out of the ten, but you you, you should still pay that fifty dollar or whatever, right? But when I mm-hmm. say this fifty dollar cigar is worth six dollar, now I really give you a view of what oh, this yeah. is worth. It's a, not a very good cigar, <laughs> right? Right? Like it's not even it's not even about how good the experience is. It's like even if you give it to me, I might not accept it. So I, I think that's the that's where I, my approach is, right? So like your approach is you, you smoke through the cigar. And I think that's that's pretty much modern day standard on what mm-hmm. cigar review is, is by the third. You look at a cigar, you show the cigar, you give information, you smoke the first third, second third, last third summary. That's usually what we all do, right? Technically. Yeah, true. So just give your personal notes on the cigar as you're smoking it. You know, for my team, it used to be 
introduction of the cigar, showing the cigar, smelling the cigar, and then cigar porn for about 15, 25 seconds. <laughs> yep. And then smoking the cigar first, and then first impression, first third, second third, and the last third. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's, that's usually what I think your video was, right? Right. And my video is, you know, similar. And I just basically, in the end, I'll tell you whether or not I think it's worth it to me at this price. And I'll tell you what the price was. Right, so I think it's very mm-hmm. standard, right? The stand, the information are out there, but I've seen people that just basically only tell you whether or not a cigar is good. They don't give me any any information. There's no wrapper, no size, just the name, and seeing them yeah. smoke it, and they go, "All right, this is a really good cigar," and then take another mm-hmm. puff. This is a really good cigar. I taste blah. And in the end, it's like you should try one. This whatever cigar's name is, you should try one. I've seen those reviewed too, right? I know those are just very boring because you're like, okay, so you're you're leaving out very important information. What is the wrapper? What is the binder? What is the filler? If you like a cigar, you have to realize what is the tobacco that you're tasting to where you can figure out in other cigars that you might like because it has the same wrapper, binder, or filler. I was actually, you know. I'm I'm very different on that one. I think uh, uh, compared to your opinion, because you're looking for what you like. I'm looking at what right. I don't like. So oh, I, I, I actually I actually think that a lot of information about the tobacco is, in a way, pointless. Because if a cigar is good and the tobacco is not what you like, you still gotta like it, right? We we have had that where, okay, yeah. I know you you used to hate Mexican mm-hmm. San Andreas. True. But you found your way to like it. Yes, it's an improved, right? It's improved. Some the manufacturer figured out how to actually use it correctly, right. and it's been improved. So, so knowing the wrapper to start with actually did you disservice because yeah. it makes you when you hear Mexican San Andreas, I'm not gonna bother yeah. with it. It tastes yeah. bad. So it, it took me a long time. But but they fixed it. it so it took me a long time to figure out what it was about the Mexican San Andreas that I did not like. And it was the the aging of the tobacco because every when you when you remember I don't know if you remember Mexican San Andres came out on every fucking cigar every new fucking cigar had the Mexican San Andres and I'm like I don't like this shit because it's it was too young it wasn't fermented well enough but then I realized hey this cigar has a ten year old Mexican San Andres this this is fucking good. Yeah, and, and I, I actually talked about this on one of my reviews the other day. I said, I'm so sick of everybody mm-hmm. using the same tobacco on their cigars because now they all right. taste kind of the same. Right? And, and that's the problem. Being the cigar reviewer, you're like, ah, did I just review mm-hmm. another San Andreas with uh, the Connecticut yep. Briar Leaf yesterday? Yep. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, shit, I just did that yesterday. This is another one. Okay, they taste the same. I don't, I don't know how they can taste any different. <laughs> so... And that's a problem as a cigar reviewer, right? And, you know, when it comes to telling people what it is, I don't really think there is much of help, but I do know that some people like it. I do know some people like to hear that information, so I, I still talk about it, and, but I, I think that in the end, if something is good, if something is good. For example, like, you might like, okay, somebody might hate, let's say, mm-hmm. pepper or broccoli, all right? 
But if you go to a restaurant and whoever prepped it, prepped it good, and you don't even know broccoli was in there, True. you will still eat it and go, mm-hmm. this didn't taste great. And it's the same idea when it, when it comes to cigars. If whoever blended, blended in a way that, you know, maybe that certain taste that you do not like are mm-hmm. muted. You will like that cigar a lot, and then, but then by hearing that what tobacco is in there, you just discounted that. Yeah, that's cigar. true. So uh, I don't really like to tell people what it is, eh? but then I feel like, as part of the reviewer, you got to give the yeah the full the information, information about it. Right. So it's like, yeah, I, I give it to you, but you know, I don't think that's what that, what good that's going to do. I do think that the information that are good is price and size. Right. Cause I know a lot of Asian like me, we will not smoke a cigar based on size. Okay. Like Lanceros. Like we will literally refuse. Yeah. Lanceros. We will refuse to smoke Lanceros. And, and even though Lancero is the, the artesian, um, how do you call that? Very aficionado mm-hmm. style of smoking because you're smoking majority of that wrapper leaf. You're not smoking the binder. You're not smoking the filler that makes it big to start with. You're just smoking the leaf that gives the most mm-hmm. taste. Which I disagree. I still think a transition came from a multitude of things that you put in there, or else you wouldn't choose put in there you just everybody just put hey it's filler just yep. put Connecticut in there has no flavor to put in there right the point is that it still have it, it still matters right it still matters so uh, you know that's why they put it in there so to say that you only want it a certain way that kills it I think that kills it completely so talking about you know review cigars and stuff like that before I go to something very controversial okay. for very quickly who is who is some of the reviewers that you actually like? Like you, maybe before you start, like who are the reviewers that you sure. listen to, you kind of get yeah. your style so, from? Um, I didn't watch, well, in the beginning, I did watch a lot of reviewers. And it was Cigar Show Tim. It was a lot of new and up and coming reviewers, just so that I could kind of not necessarily mentor, but like get ideas off each other because we were both like kind of growing and channel was. Um, we're, we're trying to develop each other's channels. Um, so Tim, Cigar Show Tim, um, and then maybe one or two larger channels. Um, but it was, it was never to, like with the larger channels, it was never to try and, um, mock them or anything. It was just literally... For the entertainment, if there was something that came new, came out new, and they were able to get their hands on it, I'd look and be try to find a way to get it to review it. But um, I was I was always the type of person to reach out to the smaller guys and then just try to help help people who are trying to do the same thing. Is what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let's get into a really like you know last little bit. Let's get into a really controversial topic. What did you drink when you review a cigar? I absolutely mm-hmm. hated this topic because I think it's kind of dumb. But what do you drink for your, for your um, cigar review? So there were two main drinks that I had while I reviewed cigars. One of them uh, was Dr. Pepper. And the second one was Topo Chico. Okay. 
So I just started picking up Double Chico again, um, just as a joke. People that know me, they're going to know, hey, he's trying to get sponsored. But <laughs> but Dr. Pepper was the main thing that I drank with my cigars because it added to the experience. Not added to make the cigar better, but it added to the way that I liked to enjoy the cigar. So I've been drinking Dr. Pepper for many years, so I know what Dr. Pepper tastes like. And when I'm tasting a cigar, I know right. how to differentiate the Dr. Pepper versus the cigar. But a lot of people got on to me and got pissed off because the Dr. Pepper is altering your flavor, the the notes that you're getting. I'm like, dude, I know what fucking Dr. Pepper tastes like. <laughs> but 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 they only say that because when you drink Dr. Pepper, you review a cigar and you say that was bad. Right. Right, they never bat an eye if right. you say the cigar was good because you obviously you didn't review just one. So if you drink Dr Pepper, you say a cigar is good, they didn't bat an eye. But if you say say cigar was bad, now all of a sudden it's because you drink Dr Pepper. Yeah, exactly. That was um, that was kind of the main thing. Um, you had people that knew the way that I reviewed cigars, and then you had people that were just there because it was a newer cigar. So you had, you had both types of people and, um, it, I don't know. It was just, um, it was a lot of backlash when I would say bad things about a cigar. Um, right. But only, but only when you do, when you reviewed it and you told them true. that you were drinking Dr. Pepper, because that's the thing. You always true. been drinking those two items, right? Topo Chico, Dr. Pepper, maybe sometime true. beer, maybe sometime Coke. All right. But but if you say the cigar was good with your review, they don't come out and ask you why you uh, drink it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Or if you cigar say it was bad, even though same brand, whatever, different cigar, and all of a sudden, what were you drinking? You must not be drinking yeah. water. And nobody's going to be drinking water through a fucking cigar. Right. And, and here's the thing that, like, you know, I understand the argument is that they say the blenders who are blending it are drinking water when they blend it. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. It's not my problem, though. Right. You, that, uh, and so is all the uh, chefs or like French chef or Italian chef. When they are creating their food, they're probably drinking wine. Now, I, if, if I go to the dining table, I eat the food and taste like shit. That's because I don't drink wine. What the hell? Right. That's that's not mm-hmm. an excuse, right? If you're making something that tastes good, regardless of what the palate was, it would it, it should it should still stand out, right? Because there are there are times that we smoke a cigar and then we drink whatever we're drinking, we're like, ah, that's yeah. a really bad pairing. Yeah. Right? Well you have those times, right? Where you drink something and go, uh that's yeah, that didn't taste right. Let's change drink. Or something like that. Right? If you if you have something that's very I don't know really flavorful, really chocolatey, and you drink oh, yeah, vodka no. as pairing. Yeah, yeah. Now, you're not going to... You, you got to go, nope, that's not the right drink, right? So, but then if I smoke something and I drink something that, oh, that that, that drink is great, and then you smoke something like, that smoke sucked. Mm-hmm. Well, that smoke sucked, right? Because if, if the drink doesn't go with it, then I'll be able to say, yeah, that drink right. doesn't go with it, right? There's a lot of time where... I will smoke something, and then we I'll happen. We happen to be in the area where they only serve beer, and I drink a beer, and I go like, ah, uh, no, that doesn't match. 
and like just get a soda or something, mm-hmm. right? And I think the entire industry, entire industry is acceptable to have few kind of drinks with cigar. Okay, you have Dr Pepper, yeah. cream soda, um, coffee, bourbon. Yeah, but and think, beer. For me, I think when you drink bourbon with a cigar, it can significantly alter what you're tasting in the cigar. Yeah, because some the wood level is different, the barrel level is different. Some of them really have a different kind of taste that doesn't. It's not necessary to be woodsy, but more like chocolatey and sweet. And you go with the you go with a really mm-hmm. woodsy bourbon, like you know, right. really oaky. It's gotta kill it, right? It, you know, and some that kind of cigar you want to go with a tequila. Now it's sweet, both sides are sweet. But you can tell it's the drink's fault. Right when you oh, are yeah. smoking something, you oh, yeah, drink definitely. something that totally like, doesn't match. You can tell that the drink's fault. Beer, and I was like, "This does not taste right." Because something in the beer, something in the cigar, it's not matching up right. I gotta either put the beer down or put the cigar down. <laughs> right, and, and like you know, as a YouTuber, you get that backlash because they nobody wants you to say bad stuff about their brand, and that's the truth, right? If if you say something bad about it, now they have to defend it, and now they have to find an excuse. And that excuse was, "What were you drinking?" And 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 they said, like, "Oh, that's not how the blender intended." Yeah. I hate that word. I hate that blender intended. Now the blender's intention should be it suits mm-hmm. our lifestyle, suits the consumer, right? Blender should suit right. consumer, not them, right? Because we are the one that's using it. They are the one that's crafting it so that True. we will like it. They don't craft it so that they will like it. They craft it so that we will like it, right? We as a consumer will like it. So their intention should be we can enjoy it. No matter when, how, what the event is, right? Mm-hmm. We can enjoy it. Now, you can only smoke this <laughs> no. with water or else no, most you're going to have a bad time. Food, cigars, whatever it may be. You enjoy it the way that you want to. And no one's going to tell you how you're supposed to enjoy whatever the product is. Right? There's not going to be one person that has to remind anybody when you go out there and eat a Mexican meatloaf or something like that, do not pair it with, I don't know, skim milk. Or do not pair it with, I don't know, um, something disgusting, century egg. Okay, because you know they um they're not gonna pair well, and that that's not even the chef's intention. The chef will not tell you that. Or if you hey, yeah. if you like to put century egg on your pizza, go for it. All right, there are people that likes it, right? But it's not how chef intended. It doesn't mean it tastes bad. <laughs> and the chef will never say, "Hey, don't you dare ever put that century egg on my pizza." That never happens. Right? Yeah. The chef is like, "You pay me, you put you whatever you want it. on it." Right. Right, so you know, for okay, I understand people's livelihood. I understand people depends on that, but shit cigar, it's gonna be shit cigar, no matter what I do with it. So, are you gonna be happy if I do another review mm-hmm. and I drink a water? Is it this thing tastes even worse when I pair with right. water? Because not not only the cigar <laughs> sucks, true. the drink yeah. sucks too. Like, would you be happier? Like, I can redo my my review, smoke that entire thing with just water, and I'll tell you. It's going to be not as well because mm-hmm. now, not only I don't get to enjoy the cigar, yep. I'm not going to enjoy the drinks. And both that experience is going to be suck. It just suck. Right? That's like going to McDonald's, yeah. get yeah. a cheeseburger, 
with no meat in it. Because the 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 you know the chef intended for you to have two buns of lettuce yeah, mayo. No. no meat today, vegan. Yeah, no, the chef doesn't decide what the intention was. The chef's the intention should be putting together an art form food that no matter who eats it will be able to enjoy with the way they want it. Now they have a better way to enjoy it. Yes. You know, when you go to sushi bar, they give you sushi and they say, you will enjoy this more mm-hmm. if you have some sake. Right? But you can drink soda if you wanted to. You're going to enjoy it just as much. You'll have more if you want it. So they can say, you know, if you enjoy the cigar already, pair with the bourbon. Right. It's going to be even right. better. That should be the intention. Right? The intention is, I, you know, we aged this cigar in a bourbon barrel. So, you know, the intention was so that you, when you enjoy it with mm-hmm. your bourbon... You got to enjoy it even more because now they got to match even more. They never tell you what not to pair with, you know, because if they want to do that, if that's <laughs> really that important of an intention, yeah. put it on the box, right? You put a lot of shit on the box already, right? You're like, oh, you know, seal with Bovita pack, you know, uh, 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 made in Dominican, right. you know, handmade, hand wrote it, you know, you put all that thing, you cannot put. <laughs> <laughs> this product is intended to be enjoyed with only water and water only. If you do not drink it with the water, you might not get the yeah, experience no. that you supposed to experience and no you will have a bad time. Right? If it's that important, if it's that important, put it on the box. Artisan cigar, you know, only to be enjoyed with water. True. Because yeah. if you didn't drink with water and, and taste not... bad, it's your fault. Good. No, they're like, you know, yeah, that, that's, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. I, I just feel like that's why I, you know, I made it a point to let my viewers know, hey, I'm drinking this because I like it. And I'm drinking Double Chico because it cleans, cleans my palate out. It's actually helping me to review the cigar. Um, and that was, I just I just kind of explained what, what the hell is going on. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, Corona yep. beer, right? People always put a lime on top. That's right. how the beer was intended to drink it. That's how they advertise it. But at no time they will say, if you don't put a lime on top, it's going to taste like right. shit, even though it really does taste like shit. Right? They don't put out the things that say, right. if you drink Corona, it tastes like shit, it's because you didn't put a lime on it. Yeah. Even though yeah. both both ways taste like shit. I'm sorry, but you know, like people who like Corona, I'm sorry. It's just, it, it tastes like water. It tastes like piss. What lime? Yeah, with the li- with the right. lime actually tastes better because I can taste. <laughs> we can taste lime. <laughs> lime tastes good. At that point, lime tastes good. But you know, it's one of those things. Like, hey, at least I enjoy one thing out of the two: beer uh, and lime. Right. I enjoy the lime, so it wasn't that, that actually improved my enjoyment. Right? Same thing with a cigar. If I drink something I enjoy, if it didn't mm-hmm. pair well, I will know that it didn't pair well. I will say that I didn't pair well. I will change a drink. But if we paired well but the cigar tastes shitty it's because the shit that cigar tastes mm-hmm. shitty but at least i enjoy my drink that is my chaser you know like when when's the last time somebody go eat something really bad or like a, like a yeah, food no. challenge and their chaser is water mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah you chase something that you like right you don't chase uh, like i'm gonna <laughs> chase with this uh with uh, like a cup of ammonia yeah because that yeah. thing tastes great it's got washes on my mouth very clean no Right? No, it doesn't work that way. But anyways, I think today we already talked about a lot of 
YouTuber related issues and YouTube related thing. I think that we can elaborate this topic. Yeah.、Uh, next time, let's drag Eric into this topic as well, and we can, you know, talk about him as the the、um, new guy. Yeah. I think in in his experience,、mm-hmm. the new newer era. Yeah, the new era, right? Because like now we went through a whole YouTube exodus of cigar reviewers who who is actually、right. needs the money, right? Because if you didn't need the money, you probably stayed it. You, you just hear, I don't need the money, so、mm-hmm. um, I don't care about advertisers. Then then、right. like, they'll stay. But those people left is because money. So you know, and and now we have more people that's in. I don't know. Obviously, I've seen a few that's. That's in for the yeah, money, like the one yeah, that points up the difference between Podomo and Cuban. Yeah, yeah, but you know, we have him. We can talk to you about, and obviously,、uh, in, uh, we will have our guests. They will have few more guests that does does、uh, YouTubing for cigars, and I think that would be interesting to ask the same question to them and see what they think and how much money they actually spend on equipment,、right. and how much effort they had to put in there to make that few bucks. And you know, your mileage may,、yeah. might vary because I think a lot of people actually make nothing. A lot of people are just like,、mm-hmm. I'll do this thing for fun just to get one or two cigars.、Yeah. I think that's what Trey is right now. That's pretty sad. I don't think anybody should be doing that.、So. He's slowly thinking about, oh, well, maybe now that I have said subscribers, I could probably reach out to some companies. But yeah, now so I'm telling him like little little things, little tricks, and what to expect, and he's he's kind of taking it all in. But it, it's a it's a progress, it's a process, like learning it, learning how to reach out to companies, learning how to ask for money. I mean, nobody likes asking for money, so it's just you got to think of it as a business. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Let's ask for money. So if you like this episode of podcast, you like our podcast. Yeah, you should really check out our、uh, Patreon for the Shadow Smokes Legion. You know, support、mm-hmm. us, pitching a little bit to pay for the servers and、This、all that stuff.、Free. You know, if you want to, if you don't want to, of course, <laughs>、uh, Tony was continue to. Yeah, this is always free. You know, just you know, to listen to all the music. But if you want to support us, you know, so that we can make better content and stuff like that, you know, go there a buck, two、mm-hmm. buck, not too bad. If not, whatever, right? So. I think that will be it for this episode. We'll come back、uh, to do more episodes. Hopefully, I'll put them all together so it'll be a, a series of、uh, something、mm-hmm. like what what YouTube said or what what YouTuber said, kind of thing, you know. And I think that'll be very interesting. So that's、see、it for this episode. I'll see everybody next time. Bye, guys. You've been listening to the In the Shadows podcast. There's nothing like a fine cigar. And that's our passion. And on the show, we'll talk about everything and anything cigars. And you know what happens when you get a bunch of guys together smoking cigars? The conversations go on and on. And that is what this show is all about. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. Remember, the live show is every Wednesday and Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And don't forget, you can find cigar reviews at YouTube.com/soysauceassassin. Wishing you long ashes. We'll see you next time on In the Shadows podcast.